Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hello, and thank you for listening to Car Wash the Podcast. This is Matt, and this is the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. In today's episode, we're getting the story of how one operator has nearly doubled his unlimited signups with just a small tweak to his incentives. Plus, we'll hear about Dutch Car Wash's decision to go cashless after just nine days of operation and has never looked back. Here is our conversation with Willie Bumer at Dutch Car Wash in Colorado from Car Wash Magazine Live, episode 55. Hey, you spent a lot of years in the cruise industry, and then you decided at some point that you'd go ahead and just get into car washing. Can you just kind of share the quick version of that path to industry for me? You know, it actually started when I was a young boy, and my family reminds me of that. I, as a young boy, always said I wanted to own my own business. So got out of college, want to see a little bit of the world, make some money while doing it, and get some management experience, and figured a job on a cruise ship, checked all those boxes. It was meant for six months only. I was going to go home and get a real job. And those six months turned eventually into 20 years, had a great time, learned an awful lot working for some of the most successful companies in the business. And then about five years ago, I figured, well, if I want to really truly own my business, I, I better get on with it. So we looked for a while at a number of different business opportunities. And for one reason or the other, it didn't seem to be the right fit till somebody mentioned how about car washing. And, you know, we looked into it and... <laughs> the look on your face says it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we saw it, we're like, that is the concept of being able to get a total package, building equipment, avoiding costly mistakes throughout the process that we knew nothing about, it seemed to be the right fit for us. And the rest is history, so they say. Yeah. And you guys went with Tommy's right? You did a total Tommy's package, which you can see in the video. It looks beautiful, really nice stuff there. And you alluded to a little bit, but part of that reason was because you wanted to avoid mistakes. Why was that a thing going into it? Why, you don't want to learn from, from making all the mistakes that everybody else has? No, I'd rather, I rather avoid those <laughs> that have been made by others. You know, we knew nothing about elevation and turn radius and all of the things that go into making it a great customer experience. So that really took away some of the, the potential worries that we had, what potentially could go wrong. So with that solution, I traveled to a number of operators and was just, it was an easy decision at that point. We just needed to find the right location, which we ultimately did. And yeah, we're just celebrated our two-year anniversary, and we're looking at building a few more. Yeah, see, here it is. You got the chemistry in your blood, and now you can't get out, and that's okay. We're loving it. Yeah, we'll take we're loving it. loving it. Hey, so one of the things that you did early on was you went cashless. Like, within nine days of opening, you decided cash, no thank you. Can you talk through kind of why you went that road? Yeah, so we have three pay lanes. So we went cashless in at day nine on two of the pay lanes on our kiosks. We had a few glitches and it was just the timing of it took a little longer than we would have liked. So it was a really easy decision at that point on those two. We kept the third lane as cash for some time. 
And then before COVID, I kind of ran the numbers on it. I'm like, well, we're only about 10% or so of our transactions are cash anymore. Wouldn't it be great if we can do away with it all together? And then COVID came along. I'm like, that is our right opportunity with a shortage of change and, and dealing with cash and touching it. So we're like, why don't we go touchless and see how it goes? And it's been great. We have no more cash deposits, no more tallying it up in the morning and balancing it at night. And more than anything else is that the safety of not having cash on site is really something that drove this decision. So we tried it and we got very little feedback on it, which is obviously great. The few that we do get questions about, I know maybe one or two in a thousand customers may ask, so you don't have cash. And when we say no, they like, okay, and here's our credit or debit card. And those that truly don't have any other form of payment, our team is empowered to determine if it's legitimate. And then we'll just give them a free wash and just advise them next time, please come back with a credit card. So it's been great. I would do it, even if we were today, around 20% of our transaction, I would still make that decision instantly. So we're very happy we did it. And now we're truly touchless in that regard. So. Talk about kind of the how a little bit, will you? So you went cashless. So is that, I mean, is it all LPR? Like, is it paying on a mobile device? Is it like tap it? Like, what does that exactly mean? All of the above. All so, yes. Yeah, so they can just use our kiosk that it would be touchscreen without cash, or they can download our app. And a lot of people have, they use that to complete the entire transaction. They don't need to do anything else on site. Or they can still use our window lane if they want to talk to a person. So we have the best of all options with three pay lanes. We're very fortunate. Hey, if you guys are watching there at home and you have questions about cashless, contactless payment that Willie has done at his watch, go ahead and ask those questions and we'll get to them if we can kind of squeeze them in here. We're going to talk about what Willie did to double up or nearly double up, sorry, false advertising, nearly double up his unlimited signups here in just a moment. But before we get there, I wanna talk a little bit about the benefits of the mobile app component because having that has been good for you all, at least in that it's got captive audience, right? Like you have a good number of users. Can you talk about kind of how that's gone and that app, that adoption rate, what that's been like? It's been better than we expected. It was one of our offerings that we offered. If you download our app, you get a free wash. It's a great way to draw in new clients, new customers that may have not been to the site before. And it allowed us what we have that information, our customer information. So that was important. We can actually reach out to them and follow up and kind of stay on top of it. So that was our primary driver. The actual percentage of our customer base that uses our app and solely our app is rather small, but it is just one of those that we feel like it is the way of the future and more and more people will continue to use those forms of payment. And we just want to be able to provide it as another option to our customers of how they want to interact with our business. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really important as you go on to do little things to make sure that you're communicating with that population because you're going to get really, really valuable data out of that population. And I think the more that you're able to, over time, figure out ways to have that data integrate and talk to some of your other systems, it's going to be really powerful stuff and change the entire way that customers experience the car wash. So I think that's super cool. Let's talk real quick technology. One of the things that I noticed when I was talking to you kind of before our call was that kind of a driving factor for you, like with the cash list, with the mobile piece, and with you know your adoption of LPR in the region, you're all about reducing friction 
for the customer. Like you don't want that customer to notice anything. You want them in and out. Can you just talk about that approach and why you're willing to take a few bumps along the way as long as the customer doesn't feel that? Yeah, it's never really thought about it, but I guess that kind of is a result of having spent decades in the cruise industry. It was very similar where it is all about the customer experience. And if we can just, for example, to have the conveyor belts, it is all about the customer. I had no baggage, so to speak, coming into the car wash business. I was just seeing it through the consumer lens. I'm like, that is awesome. And we got to have that. And it's the same thing with license plate reader technology. Yes, we were one, if not the first in the state of Colorado to run with that. And just to see people's faces as they go through and like now they're sitting in front of the gate and they're not sure how it's going to open or who's going to open it for them. And three seconds later, it opens. They're like looking over and smiling and like, how did we do this? It is magic. And that is really what every decision that we think about or we drive back to how cool is this? So it really made it easy for me. Those were easy decisions. I never really give it a whole lot of thought other than we got to do it. And even if that means some hiccups and bumps along the way, it will be worth it. And it has been. Well, yeah. I mean, I think at one point you mentioned to me, think about trying to feed thousands of people all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And that is what I grew up with, right? If you, the throughput is key of, you know, if you think about how we do that in a matter of hours on board, feeding thousands of people, with five course meals, right? So to me, it is everything that we look at is like, how can we expedite? And cash was really one of the reasons why it was not going fast enough in the kiosk for us back in the day. So we're like, well, we'll do without it and speed up the process. So it's just a better customer experience without sitting, having to wait in line. So we want to keep that line moving. We want to get them through in and out. And our wash process is about a minute 30 seconds these days. So people just love it. You guys are cruising. No pun intended. That wasn't it. But sometimes <laughs> that happens. Hey, okay. So let's go there. I was going to make a joke and like say we were going to close the show before we talked about Unlimited, but that would be rude. So I'm not going to do that. So let's talk about Unlimited. You're new to the industry within the last couple of years. You came in. Obviously, that's a time when Unlimited have been big. So from the beginning, you sort of set yourself up for success. Can you talk about kind of Let's set the stage here with what you kind of were doing. Give me some kind of general results that you're comfortable with on that space. So we were doing good. We were probably at 2,200 Watch Club members at year one. So, you know, from everything that I've heard, we're doing well. We probably checked most of the boxes of the things that one would do if you're focused on, on the Watch Club member component. We had the pay station staffs. We had a little incentive in place just to have a little extra spring in our team step, right? We had the spiel. We rehearse all the time with each other. So that is all in line. So we thought we checked all the boxes. And then we kind of set the monthly goal, like based historically, seasonal, whatever other components may go into it. And on our dashboard, it showed, you know, how many members we signed up. So we thought we were doing good till... Aaron Green with Focus Car Washes Solutions XE, he's my distributor, you know, said, what is the benchmark? What is the norm as far as conversion rates? And he said, it's about 10%. And then I saw some other chatter on online and by some other folks confirming that it should be about 10%. So I kind of went back and looked at it and analyzed and like, we're not even close, <laughs> right? We're a little bit better than half. So we went back and said, okay, well, what are we missing? Why is that? 
So say, let's put the conversion rate in front of everybody. So just created a very simple little Excel spreadsheet where the team can see how many single washes converted into wash club members. And we give them a little extra incentive for it. And we nearly doubled it. And we implemented this only about three weeks ago. And it's been holding very steady ever since we ran with it. And even the team is like, we don't really know. It's like, what changed? It just can't be that simple of a change that we just needed to have it in front of us and top of mind. And certainly it seems like that was a missing component. So we're very excited to see what it has done for us and what it will bring in the future for us. Okay, so just for everybody watching, I wanna touch on a couple of things that you mentioned there. So some keys that you talked about that were helping you be successful from the beginning, that if you're not doing this at your watch, you might wanna consider it. Staff your pay stations, create some incentives for your staff, have that kind of packaged up pitch kind of ready and have them work on that. And then the dashboarding and the goals, right? Because what gets measured gets done. What I think is fascinating about what's caused your kind of spike in results is two things. One, it's this tweak of like putting the data and kind of gamifying it for your staff in real time, right? They can see it right away. They can see how they're doing versus like, you know, at the end of the month, you kind of get toward there. You're like, oh man, I'm not even close to my goal. Okay, well, oh well. And then the second thing that I think makes a difference, and it's like something in the back of your brain that's kind of going off, switching the goal from a total number to a conversion percentage. Because when you're thinking about that goal in terms of total number, okay, yeah, whatever, like, let's just get enough cars through and like math is gonna say that I'll get enough, like I'll get close to my goal or I'll be able to do that. When you start talking about conversion, the quality of every interaction starts to matter. And I think that's the thing that makes this work. And I think that's super cool. What are you seeing from the employee side? Like you said that they're getting really excited. Is it around kind of the customer interactions? Have you seen things change there? Or is it just because they can kind of gamify and see results? I think both. They're more excited and that ultimately nets the results of more conversions. They see more conversions, right? So it's kind of a, a cycle that they're in now. And all we had to do is just hold a little spark to it and it just took off. So yeah, I think that was probably the, the one missing component. Although they had the total number, they didn't really see life as it went by of what it really meant. So it was it was a super easy thing. That was probably one of the easiest and biggest results we've seen by just trying something different. It's always nice when it's a small tweak and not a complete redo, right? That was an easy one, yes. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me a little bit though, like, okay, I'm down in the weeds here on this one because I think it's really cool. When you're sharing that with staff, like what's kind of that process? Are you posting it on a board in the kind of back room area or in the staff area? Are you walking up to them as they're working and just showing them as they're on the lot? Like, how's that kind of working? How do you get that in front of them? Yeah, we actually leave it up on our computer that is in our flight deck. And so they see the Excel sheet and they can update it from the dashboard as often as they want. So they just need to put in total single washes and then divide it by the number of signups and there's conversion rate. So they do that constantly now. And we rotate all our team through all the different positions all day long. So they all have a chance just to come in and take a look at it and all just super excited and, and motivating each other. It's like, hey, we're almost there or we're doing really good. And it's just a great experience to see the team just really embracing it and being so successful at it. So I can show up for my shift and I can look and say, hey, Willie's converting at 12%. I got some work to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you're comfortable sharing this, we've got a question. Debbie, I see you. Debbie Whitlock, thanks for joining the program today. 
Debbie wants to know, how are you calculating and kind of paying out team incentives? Like we've got the conversion goal, then what do you do with it? How are they incented? Yeah, it's a great question, Debbie. So we have a couple of different incentives in place. For our attendants, they get a $2 incentive for every Watch Club member they sign up, as long as they're new. So it's not re-sign up, but new Watch Club members. Now with the conversion rate, we say if you reach our conversion rate, you will get actually an extra dollar on top of that. We don't want to put too much money on it because then before you know it becomes a high pressure sales environment, which we don't want for our customers. But this is kind of playful and enough for them to have a spring in their step and be excited about it. And we also don't want to make it too much whereby they don't want to do any of the other positions that they only want to be at the kiosk or at the register. We also have many other jobs that need to get done throughout the day. So we rotate everybody throughout and everybody gets a fair stake at it. And some are just more successful at it than others. And that is okay. And we just kind of work with everybody to be the best they can be. Yeah, you don't want to be the person that's always, unless this is like where your passion is around maintenance and cleaning the walls. And, you know, you don't want to be the person that's stuck doing that when everybody else gets to have all the fun and be on the leaderboard. <laughs> exactly. So we want to make sure it's fun for everyone. Hey, Willie, I'm going to let you get back to the business of washing cars. I think you have to get that mask out later. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But before I let you go, I want to know what's one thing, if I'm an operator today, and you've got a couple of years experience now doing this, and you kind of went through all these things, what's one thing I can do today to be better tomorrow? I would just mentally prepare yourself and be resilient. There's just so many things that come your way to be better is be resilient, roll with it. We jokingly say it's two steps forward, one back, be able to do that and just see it through the consumer's eyes. If you need to make a decision, right? Is it, well, you know, the equipment may wear out faster or the materials or the detergents may cost me a little bit more, always in favor of our customer and their experience. So as long as we keep that in mind, we keep marching forward. And I think ultimately, sometimes we may get distracted and have to make a difficult call. And sometimes we may, you know, it may not be in favor of the customer, but every decision when everything else is equal, we say in favor of the customer experience. So that's how we go. I think that's great advice. I think some days in this business, you feel like you're the punching bag and some days you feel like you're a million bucks and you know, rolling with it, bouncing back, being able to adjust. Uh, that's what I think that uh, for better or worse, that's what keeps everybody in this industry, right? I mean, there's a reason we come back for it. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Willie, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing some tips with everybody at home. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks again for listening. I hope you have a few takeaways from that episode. For me, I think the biggest thing I keep coming back to here is the way that one small change from incenting on a raw number to incenting on conversions changed the entire game. Between being able to get that real-time performance feedback that Willie talked about and knowing that you had to focus on quality interactions every single time, you end up with at least a few ingredients in that magic recipe for success. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to never miss an episode of Car Wash the Podcast. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free, on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.